Heather had just read here in John 14, 26. Let's look at it. Okay, look. It says, but the comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby. Okay? All those. Who is that? The Holy Spirit, right? Whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to rep- represent me and act on my behalf. Now, right here, look at this. He will do what? Teach you. Teach you all things. And he will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. Right? See? The Holy Spirit that God has given to us is the one that helps us. Helps us with the Word of God. Helps us how to live. And shows us how we should act. What we should say. What we should do. You know, there's times where I misplaced my keys. I don't know where it's at. You know, my mind doesn't remember where I put it. But God knows. So I ask, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me, Holy Spirit. Show me. Where, where, Where did I leave my keys? And then, you know, a few moments later, that light bulb comes on. Oh, okay. You go over there, and then sure enough, there's, there's your keys. See, you can call upon the, the Holy Spirit. You can call upon God to help you anytime, yes. anytime. And that's a wonderful gift that God has given us as a child of God, as a Christian, as a believer. You know, we have that gift. You have that gift. Yes, exactly. Wow, Amazing. Now look look around. There, there's so many people out there lost, wandering around, you know, not knowing where they're going, what they're doing, what to do. I mean, they're looking for answers. But the answers that they're getting are from the wrong source. From the wrong source. Last week I said there's three things that we battle against. Three things. <clears throat> Number one is the enemy which is Satan. Satan. We battle against Satan. Number two is our mind, our thinking. You know? The third one is this, the world that we live in, society. Society has an influence on us. You know, they, they, they tell us how we should live, how we should look, how we should talk. All these things. But God... God tells us differently through His Word. He tells us differently through His Word how we are to to live, how we are to act, what we are to say, and what we are to do. Let's go to um, Galatians. Galatians chapter 5. Uh, New King James, uh, Sharon, I'm going to read. Praise the Lord. See, we've been talking about the flesh. Our stinking thinking. 
right? You know, because your mind, it, it, all these things pop in, and a lot of it are, you know, not good. And we battle against that all the time. And, um, <clears throat> and this, this is what I heard. Let me see if I can share this with you. So let's say you got invited to dinner. Someone invited you and said, hey, let's go to dinner. I'm going to treat you out. Um, I'm going to buy you the, you know, your favorite food. Okay? Maybe Red Lobster if you like seafood. Okay? Maybe Outback. A pastor over here. Okay? Yeah. Oh, not Outback. Um, Texas. Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> but he likes steak. Okay? So your favorite food. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go take you. And we're going to go eat and just, just enjoy yourself. So then you're driving down the road and you know where you're going. You can't wait. You're going to go eat. But then you, your, your, your tummy starts to growl and you get hungry. And then it's like 30 minutes away. And then you have to wait another 30 minutes to an hour. So it's going to be about two hours before you eat. <laughs> so you're going. Then you look this way. And then you see um, McDonald's. You look this way, you see Taco Bell, all these little fast food, and they're convenient. They all got drive up, right? Ah, oh, it won't hurt. So you pull in, you order a Big Mac, and then you scarf it down, and then you look what you just did. You satisfied that hunger. And then you got to the place where you're going to go eat. And you didn't have to wait long. They sat you right then and there as soon as you walked in. Now, when you sit down to eat, are you going to be hungry? You won't be, huh? Why not? Yeah. See? You, you listened to the flesh and you took that little detour to satisfy that desire. And then when you got to there, to that point, that, that, that hunger, that, that it was gone. It wasn't there no longer. So you, didn't, you can't really enjoy what was being offered to you. It's the same thing with the Word of God. With God's Word. See, the more you feed the Spirit, the more you feed the Spirit, you're going to grow. You're going to grow. You're going to mature. You're going to, you're going to understand how God is speaking to you. But if you start listening to CNN, KNDN, KTNN, see, all these things, Daily Times, Navajo Times, Facebook, Twitter, all these things, you start listening to all these things, okay? Now, what are you feeding? You're feeding the flesh wrong things. And then when something comes up, when something happens, you're not going to know what to do. See, the Word of God tells us that He has not given us the spirit of fear, right? But yet, when something comes up, that's the first thing that Oh no, you know, what am I going to do? How am I going to handle this? 
how, what, what's going to happen, you know, these things begin to, and then you begin to, these things begin to come up. I heard this on the news. I heard this on, um, you know, the radio or whatever. This is what they're talking about. This is what they're saying. Ahuita Janina, right? That's what they're saying. And then we start, we, we start falling back on that. So as a child of God, as a believer, we need to walk in the Spirit daily. Daily, every day. Every day, every day. Now going back to Galatians here in chapter 5. Okay, look at, um, <clears throat> look at verse 16. Verse 16 says, I say then... Walk in the what? Spirit. Spirit. And then look, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. There's your answer. There's your answer. Look. How how can I overcome obstacles? How can I overcome these things that Stink my mind. This one here, actually, so this one here is probably the amplified version. But I say, look, walk and live. Walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit, responsive to and controlled and guided by the Spirit. Then, you will certainly not gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh of human nature without God. You see how important the Holy Spirit is for us? I, I believe that's why God has given us that Holy Spirit to help us. You know? We can't, you can't, none of us can do it on our own. We can't. We can't. You just can't. You can't live a godly life on your own. You can't. How can you? Look at what happened during this pandemic. This pandemic, all the churches shut down, were shut down. And then there was limited seeding. And then people began to step back. And then they begin to step back. And then they begin to turn on the television and try to try to reach out to try to hear um, ministers on the television. Or else they turn the radio on and try to listen to um, some, some ministers on the radio. You know? But, but that was good for us for so long. But... Um, some of them got too comfortable with it. And now that's all they want. And, and now they don't want to go back into the house of the Lord and worship God together. Together. So, and there, there's a word that, that stuck out and I, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I thought, wow, okay. That's what it means. I'll get to that later. And I'll share that with you. But going back here to Galatians uh, chapter 5. Now let's go to verse 22. Look at verse 22. 
verse 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. How many is there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine. Against such there is no law. Verse 24 says, And those who are Christ have, look, crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So in other words, put to death all those things of the flesh. And then 25 says, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become the conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This word here, fruit, fruit, okay? The Greek word for fruit is karpos, C-R-K-A-R-P-O-S, karpos. And what it means in Greek is this, everything that is done in true partnership with Jesus Christ. Everything that is done in true partnership with Jesus Christ. That's what this word means here. Fruit in Greek. There's a scripture. There's a scripture that... um, Let's see if, we can, if I can find it here. There's a scripture here. Go to John 15. John 15. John 15. And let's look at verse um, 4. Well, actually, let's just read, go back to verse 1. Look at verse 1. Verse 1 says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Verse 2 says that every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear fruit more fruit. And then verse 3 says, You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Now verse 4 says this, Look, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit 
of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. See, only through Jesus, only by the power of the Holy Spirit that we can bear fruit. Now, fruit. What's a fruit? Physically, what's a fruit? Name me a, name me a fruit. Cherry, apple, okay, peach, watermelon, is watermelon a fruit? Okay, maybe you can all relate to this. Um, okay, well, all of them, all these fruits. Now look, look at all these, think about all these fruits. When they begin to, to, to grow, when do you pick it and eat it? When they're what? Yeah, when they're ripe. What happens if you pick it too early? It's, 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 it's not ready, right? It, it might be too, too sour. I mean, it, it's, just, it's not ready. You know it's not ready. And you know not to pick it until it's ready. So what that tells us through the Word of God is that a fruit, a fruit needs to grow and develop. You see? So, look at all these. There's nine of them, right? Fruit of the Spirit. How many of you, when you first became a Christian, a child of God, you had the fruit of the Spirit, you had patience. You said, yes, I'm a child of God. Now, the fruit of the Spirit is all mine. Now, you go to Walmart, and then there's a long line and then there's no cashiers, only one. And then all of a sudden, you see all these self-checkouts, and they're all full. And then you got somewhere to be, and you have to be there, and you only got 10 minutes to get there. Oh, it's okay, I'm all right. I got patience, the fruit of the Spirit. How many of you guys experienced that? Or how many of you guys, oh my gosh, look. Oh, and you start looking at your time. You start looking at your, I got to get out of here. And people are just taking. And then just when you think, oh, okay, I'm next. You get to the next, you're next. That person is getting ready to check out. Yes, you only have three items right here. And then the person in front of you, there's a price tag missing. So now they're going to call and say, can we get a price check on this? And then, and then finally, that light blinks, and it's blinking, it's blinking, it's blinking. Finally, somebody shows up, and patience. See? Yeah? Uh, talking about that, I, I just I want to share something. Yeah, about yeah, this. yeah. One time, um, you know, in me, anybody did? In me, I sat there for two and a half hours, and that number just coming. My number was 127. We put it on the wall at one time. I don't know what happened to it. But you know, I was very tested in really not to be mad or to say, to be nice. 
and then um, Edna knows about it. And then uh, just when my numbers will be called up, you know, right there. <laughs> Lunch time. <laughs> the lady that's going to call me, that's going to be available, she went on lunch time. She grabbed her purse and everything, and she went. So I sat there and waited for another one. Just she comes back and waits on me again. I mean, she could have told me, let's go to lunch or something. <laughs> you know, um, sure enough, that's what happened. The whole hour came by, and, it, and I was still sitting there waiting for that number to come on. And I sat there, and she got ready. She took her time, raising her hand, and all this stuff. And she finally put a number, and it was my number. See, finally. So, I mean, that is, that is so true. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. <laughs> I, I, I came home, I was telling these guys about it, I brought it to you. <laughs> but anyway, it, 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 I remember that, you know, sometimes that will happen as a Christian. You want to really go by what the Holy Spirit tells you, and you get tested sometimes. That time I will test. <laughs> yeah, Sylvia? going to develop and it's going to develop over time and how it's going to develop is the more you're in the word the more you're fellowshipping with God in prayer and then also with one another as brothers and sisters in Christ because we come together we encourage one another we pray for one another see like a table a table has two legs true or false if it had two legs, what would happen? Okay. So a table has how many legs? Four. Four. Okay. So just, just like in our Christian walk, you know, those legs, prayer is one of them. Prayer. And then coming together is another. And then um, reading the word is another. See, all these. And then, and then coming together, like... like um, Coming together like a, like eating together. Because look what did Jesus do? He broke bread, right? 
And then they ate together. See, we, we, we had to have all that in order to, 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 to grow. <clears throat> so so these, these fruits here, a lot of us, we, we, try, we try so hard to, to be that, and we do it on our own. You can't do it on your own. You have to let the Holy Spirit and listen to the Holy Spirit for it to develop. And then it's going to grow, it's going to grow, and then it's going to ripen. And you're going to know, you're going to know over time. Maybe you, were, you weren't so patient. Now you're learning to be more patient. You're learning to be more patient. And then the same thing with joy. There, there's, there's love. There's joy. There's peace. Go back, go back to um, Galatians chapter 5. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Before we go to uh, uh, Pedro, yeah. remember what you read on that John 15 to John 6? Uh-huh. Verse 7, it says, If you remain in me and my works remain in you. Right here, that's where we, we come short. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the Holy Spirit, so the word has to be in us too. Ask. Yeah. Ask. Ask God to help you mm -hmm. to change. Ask God to help you to change. Now, but the fruit of verse 22, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is what's the first one? Love. 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 Turn this one down a little bit. Love. So the first, the first one is love. So what, what, I, what, I, what I begin to, to, to see more in this is that in order to have joy, in order to have peace, in order to have all these that's listed, first one is you have to have love. Yes. You have to learn to love. You have to learn to love. And now I know because God tells us the first commandment and the greatest commandment is to what? Love. love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And then he says the second and greatest commandment is to love one another. Love your neighbor just as you love yourself. I thought, wow. God is telling us that we ought to love Love. We ought to love the way God loves us. Not the way the, the world portrays love. The world portrays love totally opposite. Mm -hmm. And that's coming from the devil. Yep. Because remember, Satan is an imitator. Yep. And he's trying to imitate and he's trying to put things in people's minds to, to, to twist it around. So I thought, Wow. You have to have love first. Mm -hmm. once, you, once you begin to love, then you're going to begin to enjoy. You're going to have that joy, that peace, that, that long-suffering, that kindness, that goodness, all these things. Is there a scripture that says about love or like the 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually, let's go to the, the love chapter. Who knows what that, where that's at? Chapter 13, right? Mm-hmm. First Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 1 is exactly what, what, what you, you just talked about there, Sylvia. It says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Now, go to verse 4. Look, love suffers long and is, whoa, kind. Is that one of the fruits? Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in inequity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Verse 8, love never fails. Wow. Now, where, go back to verse 4. It says, love suffers long and is kind. So, Instead of love, why not put your name there? The second part of that, look, love does not envy. Pedro does not envy. Pedro does not parade itself and is not puffed up. See, you have to have love. You have to know what love is. You have to understand that godly love. And once you begin to do that, then the fruits are going to begin to grow in you. The fruits are going to begin to grow in you. Now this love right here, you know, you know who I see in this verse right here, in verse 4? Who do you see in this verse? When, when, when you read verse 4, love suffers long. And it's kind. Yes. Yes. Jesus. Jesus. See? John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And when, so when I read this scripture, I see Jesus. Now, is Jesus in you? Is Jesus in you? See, if this is Jesus and he's in you, then we should be, see, we are to imitate Jesus. We are to be like him. We are to walk like him, talk like him, think like him. When we begin to do that, then these fruits are going to begin to grow in us. And then develop. And then people are going to see these fruits. Wow. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now. Talking about love. 
There's four types of love. Four types of love. What are they? Okay, that's one. Philos. Okay. Yep, eros. And storge. So eros, E-R-O-S, philos, storge, and agape. Four types of love here. In, the, in Greek. The way to understand this is this. The Bible is so, so amazing because it's, it's written in Hebrew and then in Greek. So when you read the Bible, you cannot read it with your own understanding in, 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 in English language. You can't. Because if you try to read it that way, as an American, as in, in English understanding, you're not going to see love as all these right here. Because look at how society tells us what love is. It doesn't tell us the way the Greeks tell us what love is. Because eros, eros, that love there is a physical kind of love, like between a, a husband and a wife. That, that's eros right there. A romantic kind of love. And then the philos is just like you, you mentioned right there, um, Lisa. The brotherly kind of love, a friendship kind of love. And I found out that that's where the name Philadelphia came from. And then Philadelphia, they call it the, the city of brotherly love. But really, that, the, the Philadelphia goes back to the churches. Remember the, the seven churches? That, that's where it goes back to. That's where the root of it goes. And then today, we see it actually in America. That's why they call it... Um, the city of brotherly love. That philos. It's the philos part of it. And then storge. That's a family relationship kind of love. Like a brother. Brother. Sister. Sister. Child. Mother. Father. That storge. That agape. Agape is an unconditional kind of love, a divine love, a godly love, a supernatural love, a sacrificial love. That's what the agape love is. So when you, when you read in... Galatians, Go, going back to Galatians here, <clears throat> chapter 5, praise the Lord, chapter 5, verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. 
That's that love right there. Agape love right there. You have to know that. And once you begin to know that, you're going you're gonna, to, these other fruits are going to begin to develop in you. And I, be, I believe why, I believed also that's, prop, that's why I say that the enemy is attacking the most in the church. Because he wants to destroy the church. He wants, he wants the church to be separated. Doesn't want us to understand what, how we are to love one another and how we are to love those that, that come in. That come in. See, every person that comes in through those doors, we should welcome them yes. with a, a godly love and say, come, welcome, welcome. We're happy you're here with us. We're happy. Do you need anything? You need some water? You're here. You want to have a seat? Have a seat. You know, we, we, that's the, the way we should be welcoming people that we don't know, strangers that come in. You know, even, even if off the street, if there's a person walking by, he could be lost, you know, and he sees these doors, he sees the lights on. Because that person sees a church, right? And then that person in his mind is thinking, hey, church, they, they, they should love. They should know love. They should be able to help me. And then they'll come through those doors. And then if we tell them, no, no, you can't come in here. You stay out there. Stay out there. What, what, what have we just done? I shared this one time. Um, there was a, uh, a, a pastor who was leaving the church. So the new pastor was going to come in. So the congregation hadn't met the pastor yet. So this was the day that they were going to meet the new pastor. And it was in a big city, big city. And it was a huge church. A lot of homeless out there. So this pastor decided to sit down at the front door as a homeless person. And he sat there and all the congregation walked in. Some looked at him. Some just walked by. Only one or two shook his hand, tried to invite him into the church. But everybody else just ignored. Ignored. And then the, the pastor comes up here and says, well, we're, you're going to meet the new pastor today. And I want to welcome you to this new pastor. And that pastor came in that was sitting out there in the front door. Wow. Wow. Patrick, yeah. yeah. So um, this weekend as we were in um, San, uh, San Diego, we um, went to a church. Sunday morning, Shanda and I found a church to go to. So um, we got there and um, it was a good sized church. It wasn't too big, it wasn't too small. But um, nobody paid any attention to us when we walked into. <laughs> I mean, there's greeters there, but you can tell people are just talking to each other that knew each other. We kind of stood there for a while, see if anybody would acknowledge us. Nobody acknowledged us. So said, let's just go in. So we walked in, and um, we went almost all the way to the front, close to the front. And there was nobody else around us. Everybody sitting way back there. We're sitting up here. And so, and then the pastor started talking. He goes, go 
to somebody that you don't know and shake their hands and greet them and stuff. And so I stood up and I looked around to see if anybody would come around. Nobody came around, so I just started waving. <laughs> but it was just, I just, yeah. I was telling Shanda, I said, see, I said, this is why we have to show who we are. I said, everywhere you go, I said, when we, even here at the church, I said, a lot of times we don't even acknowledge people that are new here. We just... I mean, they come in and then that's it. We don't even acknowledge them in any way. No, no showing of any love or anything. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was just basically that. It's just, mm -hmm. It was weird. Wow. Wow. You know, put yourself in that situation. How would you feel if you were the first time you came in and nobody said hi, greeted you, you know, and you're like, does anybody know I'm here? You know, you, you wouldn't feel welcome. Yeah. You wouldn't feel welcome. Would you come back? Probably not. Right? You probably wouldn't. And I believe that God is speaking to us through His Word here that we, we ought to learn that first yes. is love. Love. Learn that love. And I begin to, to understand now more and more that from here you have to love. You have to love. Every single person unconditionally. No matter what. No matter how they speak. No matter how they smell. No matter how they look. You have to love them. If you don't love them. If you can't love them. The way God wants you to love them. How can God use you? He can't. And you know. Like, like Sylvia and, her, and her, her team. That they go out and minister. To the to the you know the, the street ministry, there I'm, I'm sure she's got a lot of stories, you know people that she's encountered, and some of them are probably not so nice, you know they'll say things mean things hurtful things, and and it probably wants she probably wants to be like oh I don't want to go back out there you know they might say this or do this again, but remember what we read in John. God has given you the Holy Spirit to help you in all things. Yes. So it's the Holy Spirit working through her to go out there to keep doing what God has called her to do. And she's doing it. And she's doing it. And there are people, now she's probably got testimonies of people being delivered because of that. Because of that. See, all of us, we, we have to have that love. We have to have that love. <clears throat> it's, it's just, just, just amazing now once you, once you learn that love look joy and peace I, I have a, a question for you so all these fruits here all these fruits here what do you find what do you find most exciting about the fruit of the Spirit. Put, put that scripture back up here. Okay. Look at all these. Um, go to the New King James Version. Well, what, what do you find most exciting about these fruits here? Love. Joy, peace.
You, you probably have it there in your in your Bible. As she, as she looks it up. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, faithfulness gentleness, gentleness, and self-control. Faithfulness? Okay. Anybody else? I think that try to get that on our own is going to be hard. Mm -hmm. But the Holy Spirit, like, we ask the Holy Spirit to help us with it. We will get there. Because we can't do it on our own. We can't have those things on our own. But the Holy Spirit and uh, <clears throat> listening to you, that's, a, that's, that's why it's very important to, to, to know his voice, that small, still voice, is very kind, it's very kind, very gentle with you and teaching. He knows that you will make mistakes like Silver will say, I messed up, but he's very kind, he, he, he you know, He'll say, that's one of the things is he'll say, get up, get back on. That's all he wants, just like a child, you're doing a bite, get back on, get back on, do it again. He, he literally just help you go through it. So you can't really get, do it on your own, because I tried years for years, and um, I had to ask, I plead the Holy Spirit to help me. And um, now I feel the effect of it. And it's, it is wonderful when you walk in it. And that's when you uh, always remember, you know, God in you, God's presence is on you. And you feel it. You discern the Holy Spirit is real easy. You'll know right away, you know, when you select your like soul and say that. Right there, right there, then 
and just like <laughs> did you say that? Yes, when they my, came here, my, my son, he's really good about reminding you um, if you say something that's so nice, even when we have our devotional at night, he'll pray um, and, and then say, God, forgive us for whatever it is that we did done wrong or said. He's pretty good about that. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes the Holy Spirit will discern you right before you do it. Just like for me, I was working in the truck and, and I was tired, you know, all these things. But sometimes, uh, to like, you want to just, yeah, you want, your flesh wants to get in the way and say something. But I just say, Lord, you know, I have patience. I was working and I was like, no, I'm not going to get mad. You know, I'm just kind of singing like by myself and just kind of do something stupid just to make yourself laugh. And no, patient is mine. You know, I say stuff like that. And then somehow, like uh, one of the part where I, I, I hit something on, on the stuffed album. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Maybe that hurt, you know, like I was talking to it. Because it's not out of anger or anything, it's just by accident that happened. You know, you, you change the situation. Yeah, I, um, I think that was leading up to because I was feeling impatient. Yeah. I, beforehand, I was, already, things were just not going so well, so it led to where I was being, I'm feeling impatient. And then all of a sudden, the car just. Mm-hmm. And you knew, you, you knew down deep, you knew, you know, that there was some impatience going on on my part. Well, I'm, I'm glad you recognize that. See, oh, yeah. See, you, that, that means you're grown. That, that just tells me that you're grown. Because you know it right away. But those that do things like that, they won't even know until they, a couple of days later they'll remember or they say something somebody else, you know. But when right there, the Holy Spirit was right there, he said something to you. He may not heard it, but in your heart, in your spirit, knew it. So that's why, and, and, and Lisa, you did the same thing. I was watching you, and your tears just, you know, came out. That's your inner spirit. So, you know, like, you felt like that. Oh man, you know, I'm just, I kind of get into this rut. No, I, it, it shows that you're learning because your tears tell it, you know, because your inner spirit is aware. So I'm just, I'm happy that you guys are picking up and I'm just thinking, because it makes me want to go even more, because I'm not perfect, yes, uh, Heather will know. <laughs> and we both do, and, uh, but we, we uh, they connected with each other in, in that way the word does. All right. So, so like, like what you were saying too goes back to the Beatitudes, remember? Yeah. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs will be the kingdom of God. See, recognizing that we can't do it on our own. We Only through God. We, we need God. Yeah. We need God. Understanding that we need God. I need God every day. Yeah. Every day I wake up, I need God. 
Every morning I wake up. When I go to work, I need God. When I'm out there in, in the world, I need God. Because there's so many things coming. You know, the enemy is attacking. He's walking around like a roaring lion. You know, and good example is um, at my work, I got, I got people that I deal with. And some of them have foul language. Some of them have, you know, they talk awful and things like that. And, you know, you, don't want, you just want to put a, a headphone on and not listen to them. You know, and, and then they start talking about other people and things like that. And, and, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I said, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me to be able to stand, to speak up, and to say something. And the more I begin to do that, now when I enter the room, they stop. And they don't say nothing. And then I say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. That's you, God. I don't have to do this. God is the one that does this to them. And I said, thank you, God. See, just, just being, learning to walk in the Spirit more and more and more. And then at the same time, because of the way they talk and the way they act, I can't be like, oh, I don't like that person. You know, I, I still have to learn to love them and pray for them and see them as God sees them and that they're going to they're gonna change, they're going to be different. You know, they're going to submit to God and and that's, that's just dealing. Remember I said there's three things that we deal with. is our mind, the world, and then the enemy, Satan. You know, three things that we're dealing with, that we're battling with. We're battling with, we're fighting with. But remember, what does the word say? He says that you are more than a conqueror. Yes. And then he says that you are an overcomer. Last week I gave out some, 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 an article. Any of you guys read that? Okay. Those, those sheets. I'll, I'll make some more copies tonight because I think some of you guys weren't here. Um, the, the, this one here, it, and it, it's really good. It, it, it's really good, you know, if you were to re, um, read it. Because it, right here it says in John 16, 33, says that he, uh, Jesus says that I have, well, he says that in the world, you will have tribulation. True or false? True. But then look, what does he say? He says, be of good cheer. cheer. And then he says, I have overcome the world. See, he overcame the world for us. And then also, we, since he's in us, we're going to overcome. We're going to overcome. He, he doesn't give you things that you can't handle. You know, he, he, he knows your, your, your walk. Um, <clears throat> the, the next fruit of the Spirit is what? There's love, and then the next one is what? Joy. Where does joy come from? Where does joy come from? Anyone? Where does joy come from? Are you feeling joyful today? And if you were, where did that come from? I think joy can always also come from from feeling that love also because love is this is the main thing of everything is that when you're feeling that love and you, you begin to feel that joy from that as well also. Mm -hmm. Knowing knowing the true meaning of love. Yeah. 
You know, like if we went through it, agape love, unconditional type of love, a love that comes from God, knowing that, it brings joy into your life. Go to look at Philippians chapter 1. And then look at verse 25. Philippians chapter 1, verse 25. And if you're there, say, joy of the Lord is my strength. Okay, look at verse 25. It says, being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith. And joy of faith. So joy, joy comes from having confidence and faith in who? Jesus. In Jesus and God. Joy comes from having confidence and faith in God. You have faith in God? Amen. That brings joy. Yes. That brings joy. Faith brings joy. Confidence in God brings joy. No matter what. That's why he says, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. In this world, you can have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You can overcome the world too. Knowing that, it brings joy. Look, we're not going to be in this world forever. Right? Yes. Amen. Yes, Praise the Lord. Yes. One day, Jesus is going to return, right? Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And then we're not going to be here no more because we're going to be taken up with him. We're going to be out of here. Praise the Lord. That brings joy. See, that's my God. That's the God that, that, I, that I fellowship with. That's the God that I, that, I, that I, you know, spend time with to get to know him more and more and more in his word. And, and everything that, that, he, that he's shown me, that he's talking to me, it gives me confidence. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. By, by, by His stripes, I am healed. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Yes. See, the Word of God, having faith and having confidence. Yeah. Yes. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, there's that song, The joy of the Lord is my strength. 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 Ha, 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 Ha 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 of the Lord is my strength. The joy 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 of the Lord is my strength. Ha 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 ha